see what happens is um, very naturally we can you know start from here see why shobindo placed savitri at the peak now shobindo is not a not a uh, not someone who has who is not only not conversant with indian thought but he had actually living experience so if you see shobindo had the experience that the vedic rishis had he had the experiences of the upanishadic rishis he had the experience of the tantras he had the full knowledge deepest knowledge of indian thought and besides many other if you see through his writings there is greek mythology ah, there is bible everything is there now with such a profound knowledge when shobindo says that savitri is my most important work so what does it mean it means something is missing which yes which is not there otherwise there was no need he would have just gone ahead and written upon the vedas or the upanishads there is something which is missing and that's what he comes to bring us and that missing is not just the divine mother aspect it is only one of the things that we read today and uh, say for instance take the vedas now vedas are wonderful i mean nobody can deny the heights and widths to which uh, and that's okay we, this this will all be recorded anyways <laughs> it's good to be recorded inside uh, so so when we see the vedas they there is the journey of man from the state of ignorance to a state of knowledge or from a state of bondage to death to immortality that was their aspiration and you see the journey takes in the vedas through the gods there are various powers which will help you one step to another there are steps of our ascent there is the ascension and when they reached a high point in their ascension this saw this luminous world of swardhi uh, the world which is which can really change the scheme of things they bathed in the rays of that sun and literally lived in the rays you know as it is said and they wanted that they should show me what is the law of truth how here in life we can organize that so they could see it and aspire it but still it remained closed behind its doors you can have a glimpse you can pass into it and annul yourself but to bring that here to make it way of life your everything you know everything in life being governed by that moved by that that is a big challenge so we see that part in the vedas also the vedas hint at of course incarnation in the sense every human soul is an incarnation but the divine incarnation that the divine mother they are all hinted but not developed because that age mankind was yet to reach that point we cannot deny that man has in humanity is advanced so that was one part then the upanishad which do away with that and they go more directly that there is the supreme within you and you know you you can contact the supreme you don't necessarily have to take the path of the gods you you can contact there is a path there is a process now the gita improves upon that it says well yes he is within the body but he also takes a human body which is a totally new conception if you see <laughs> if you see the previous literature we don't really find it we see it for the first time very boldly shri krishna declares that you know i take a human body and from age to age that gives the gita a very new flavor altogether but even there it's ultimately i come and i'll redeem you i'll take you to the beyond 
through a wide path do the works of course that is there even in the vedas and the upanishads but while doing the works you can still be liberated my grace will be there with you so it shri krishna released streams of bhakti which are hinted in the vedas and the upanishads but not explicitly developed they are there when the rishi does naman uh, to the fire and you know it it's definitely there but the way it is uh, brought to the forefront in the gita is amazing man manabha mad bhakta i mean you are drowned in the ocean of the divine love uh, now shurbindo takes it one step further then of course you had the tantra of which we spoke now shurbindo takes it one step further now you know up till now we speak of a path so path means what we have a point here and we have to reach there so you have a path of ascension so the human soul caught up in the net of ignorance goes from level to level reaches that point where either it can for some time stay in the light and rays of the sun or can plunge into it withdraw completely enter into a state of trance and plunge into that vastness this was the possibility but now shubindu reverses the process it's no more a path going from here to there it is there coming here it is there coming here now when you have there here then what is the path where do you go we usually have the divine is above beyond within right so you have to there is a path and there is a journey of ascension now take a scenario when divine is right next to you so what do you do you will tell the divine that teach me a path of going out there he say how silly right next to you actually mother recounts this experience she says pavitra pavitra da was a you know gyan yogi of sort and uh, so he so mother says you know he he went inside and he would contact and he would find it very difficult reach a great height but still he is not able to contact that and then once after many years he remarked now i understand you are here how can i contact you there i am trying to go through all the planes so now she has made it here now why of course avatars have come in that sense they've been here but the field of darkness and ignorance remained so even when they are there we can't get in touch because there is a thick veil and what is that veil apart from the inner veil of desire attachment the thickest veil is the veil of matter because the moment you take up enter the material sheath you forget you are divine see every every scripture worth its name i'm not talking of the dualistic religions but every scripture worth its name will end up telling you you are that tattvamasi aham brahmasmi so the natural question is then it's okay but it's very good to understand very powerful to meditate upon wonderful to realize it in some state of consciousness but when we come back to this world of our outer so called mundane dealings then it doesn't work like that it's something very different okay brahm fights with brahm <laughs> as if they are covered again back with a brahm which makes them you know it's not easy you know because material sheath is very overpowering so that is the real problem and the real issue so she wants to change this field completely so that you don't have to go from a field of ignorance to a field of knowledge from a field of death to a field of immortality but this very field becomes a field of light 
and the mother goes on to say there will be a time when to incarnate in a human body upon earth will be a matter of privilege even the gods would crave that look we want to have the taste because integral truth is found here on no other plane the only two planes where you find integral truth one is in matter where everything has gone inside and hidden itself or in the highest otherwise in between there is all the mixtures that's how the veda puts it you know the vital world is typal mental world is typal with many things in between so this is the issue and that's what we see in book 1 canto 2 what is the real issue what is the real problem after all i am divine deep inside i know it but this knowledge doesn't automatically naturally spontaneously translate into a law of action my concern is how do i translate into law of action what happens when somebody comes and abuses me do i embrace him what do i do when there is a let's say a snake in front of me of course in a certain exceptional state of consciousness you will make uh, create a pressure and there will be certain change momentarily but for individuals the dharma of the snake doesn't change the dharma of the terrorist doesn't change so you can sup- ride upon the law masters do it they can um, go beyond the law and stay there and by the pressure of that higher plane for a moment make everything quiet like Shubhendra says in one of his aphorisms, the tiger does not uh, strike the yogi, and he also and we know the example of Raman Maharshi. You know, near his ashram, all the wild beast became very docile. But that's because you are imposing a higher dharma. It's like if uh, an animal walks in and you have a special anesthetic, <laughs> so the animal will be all dazed. It will lose for a moment its uh, propensities. but for a moment when it goes out when the anesthetic wears off he is back to the same so divine comes to change the law not to show us the way out of the law not to show us the way to superimpose the law very often people ask sio bindo if you see me outwardly 78 years but that's because he was not interested in just one sure bindo living for 500 years with some supramental <coughs> shining light <laughs> he didn't want that he wanted the way of material existence changes and if that changes then for all of us it becomes easy and natural so as the body changes and we are assured of course that's a different thing altogether that the body is now because the supramental force is active over a period of time 300 400 500 we do not know the body itself is undergoing a change and we all can witness it in many levels one of them mother says that feminine and masculine bodies are becoming more and more similar mm-hmm. and a day will come when to be born in a body we would be conscious of the divine now we are not even great yogis when they are born we have of course myths like when tulsidas was born he said ram and he was called rambula but still he went through all kinds of issues no it's so difficult so this must change and that's what we see we had stopped on book 1 canto 1 so we have canto 2 the issue what is the real problem why is the avatar why do avatars come again and again after all divine is there what is the need to take a human body divine is all powerful even when he is on the highest plane why he has to enter into matter and he has been conducting revolutions and you know right from there it is only because there is a special word special work to be done which cannot be done otherwise and that work as the mother puts it is to transform matter that's why it takes a minute because it's dense thick resistant 
even when the divine comes it veils it's it's the shadow as it's put the inconscient it's supported completely by the inconscient and little by little it's escaping from its clutch that's why we are allowed to breathe but this breath is a prison shobindo uses the word breath fastened prison house <laughs> we are living in a kind of prison we uh, so you know this issue he descends to basically change the law of earthly life and this comes in two places let me first read from book 1 canto 2 so he gives us the human predicament you know how how we live and um, page 18 let's read this in this enigma of the dusk of god this slow and strange uneasy compromise of limiting nature with the limitless soul see we talk about compromises you know we make compromise with it but this is the biggest compromise you know when people say oh i am full of ideals idealisms not that ideals are the highest light but let's say even at a mental level that i am full of idealism but what happens you are not able to practice it why because nature what happens to nature there is fear there is anxiety simple thing people want to speak truth this must they know at least anybody who is a little developed knows that we must practice truth in speech and feelings and thoughts try practicing it see what happens nature oh if i do it what will happen there is fear there is the social ostracization there is the religious sanction so many things the truth of feelings how difficult it is even to acknowledge so your soul deep inside knows the truth but nature does not allow it so limitless soul and a limiting nature this is the and use the word strange uneasy compromise this is the real disease we are suffering from the real disease is the, the compromise between the nature and soul, nature and soul. see soul is immortal mm. it it is free it doesn't need anything it is nature which is bound it is the boundaries of nature that that are smashed by time soul is always conscious of its immortality what happens you burn in the pyre soul escapes it's it's by its nature it is immortal and free nothing can eventually bind it it they just condition it and the soul has willingly chosen it because thus alone can this darkness change so it's not that somebody has forcibly put it there where all must move between an ordered chance and an uncaring blind necessity too high the spiritual too high the fire spiritual dare not blaze now again we see shobindo several places savitri you see a touch of irony a touch of humor and you see here where all must move between an ordered chance there is a kind of a sense but still things take the form of chance oh you know kyon ho gaya mere life mein why is such a good man suffered common question so often either we fall back upon the traditional karma or we will say if material is say well it's chance any anything can happen to anybody mm-hmm. so ordered chance and a blind and an uncaring blind necessity what is the necessity what is the soul's necessity to go through this experience why can't the flowering take place beautifully these are the question mother raises actually why why do we have to go through now when we say ki well if we suffer we will uh, 
better value God. Now imagine how crude it will be. I mean, imagine even a human mother saying, I'll make you suffer so that you know what I am. I mean, it'll be so absurd. And we have been giving this doctrine. It's not like that. The Divine Mother does not want us to suffer. But it has come in the path because of the inconscient hold. Why the inconscient is there? To hide the fire spiritual dare not blaze. It doesn't allow. As we were saying, we were enjoying Savitri. Yes, after another one hour and a half, two hours, then we would have started dozing off. Still enjoying. After some time, hunger would have taken over. After some time, sleep would have taken over. This is because the inconscient does not allow us. Now, why that is so? That also Shubhinda reveals. If once it met the intense original flame, an answering touch might shatter all measures made and earth sink down with the weight of the infinite. So if uh, you know there is too much intensity and nature is not ready, there will be no new creation. It will just be what happened to the four Sanat Kumaras that they just turn away, turned away from creation. They said, no, <laughs> it's not worth it. Because nature cannot take it. We can sit in ashram like this for hours. But after a point, we are the same human being sitting like a stone. Because nature will not assimilate. You know, like we need food for energy. So somebody may say, okay, uh, why not? If we eat too much, can we survive for 48 hours? No, it doesn't work like that. It's just thrown as waste because body cannot assimilate like that. It can assimilate only this much amount. The rest will go as waste. So, this is the big problem with nature that it cannot assimilate beyond a point. So, if the fire becomes too much, nature will finish. There are people who have lost their mind. There are people who have physical breakdowns. It's so difficult to bear that flame. Shyamindra is using the word intense original flame, which is right from the Vedas. The original flame whose house is in the abode of truth. So how do you bear it? So this is the first problem. Because if the divine suddenly responds, come, come, come. That's why mother says, do not pull, give yourself. Even a fraction of that comes, it is enough to finish us. And earth sink down with the weight of the infinite. We don't want that. I use this example of making chapati. You make chapati in <laughs> mild heat or as vegetable, it takes ages to cook. Probably it will remain kacha. If you are impatient, it will not cook well. If you increase the temperature too much, it will be burnt. You have to have the right temperature and the right time. That's why in yoga you need patience. It takes time. Right temperature and the right time. And then he says something very wonderful. A jail is this immense material world. It's We are tied in this material world. It's, it's not about this jail or that jail. We may be in first class jail or a third class jail, but Taking a material body means accepting the laws of the body. Even the rich and famous are subject to the same maladies. Whether it be maladies of the body or maladies of the mind or their issues are the same, absolutely same. They also feel attachment for their children. They also feel hurt when, you know, uh, they have a heartbreak. They have the same issues, the same diseases. 
with some variation here and there. Maybe infection more common here, cancers more common there and very difficult to say which is better. But it is a jail. So a jail is this immense material world. Across each road stands armed. A stone-eyed law. Stone-eyed. It doesn't care. You go and say, look, I am a Harvard University professor. It doesn't care. You break down, you fall down, you break your bone. So it doesn't care. You you are, a, I am a, you know, learned person. It doesn't care. The bone is bone. It breaks down. You just can't help it. In your life, all kinds of things happen. Good, bad, everything. Why? So, because there are stone-eyed law, it, it, don't, it doesn't allow us to go past them. At every gate, the huge, dim, sentinel space. Doubt, despair, every gate. One day in the morning, you feel, ah, so nice, it's so nice. I had a beautiful aspiration. Have you not experienced? No, you all have experienced and by evening something happens, Kisine kuch kaya something and you know, we are, you know, what is this life? And at night we are thinking, ah, why is this person like that, that person like that? What happened to that beautiful aspiration? <laughs> Sentinels, they won't allow. Go back, creature, go back. Come back to earthly realities. So material world is like that. It's because material, Shubindu says, which is the stronghold of hostile forces, matter. So you know, they have a strong hold on this. And every time you take a material sheath, you are bound by the law. Like if you go to, say, Jeddah, Hajj ka season chal raha hai. So you have those laws. You can't say, main to bhaj govindam karte ve chala jaun. You will be in prison. You can't say, I will wear the dress I feel like. Because the laws just don't allow. It's a stone-eyed law. You can't say this is my religion, my way of life. Nothing doing. You are there. In a liberal country like America, you can't say I'll do left-hand drive because after all it's a country of liberty. They'll say no. <laughs> you, are, you are booked if you are driving on the wrong side, if you are oversleeping. The laws change but they are there. Every So here there are stone-eyed laws in matter. A great tribunal of the ignorance, an inquisition of the priests of night. Now you see, he suddenly brings up a whole Christian history. <laughs> inquisition of the priests of night. How Shubhinda will bring up these uh, uh, terms. In judgment, sit on the adventurer's soul, and the dual tables and the karmic norm restrain the titan in us and the god. Pain with its lash. Joy with its silver bribe, guard the wheels circling immobility. The wheel of nature, its constant movement. Nature has created a magic circle, we don't realize it. So you go to this point, it punches, pushes you there and you are back like this, like day and night. Circling immobility, we just can't go past it. Pain with its lash, you are sitting for meditation, today I have resolved. I am going to sit till I realize God. What happens after some time? The knee becomes stiff. The back begins to hurt. Or joy with its silver bribe. This nice food waiting out there. Or my child may be trying to call me. Hundred ways. This is a just a crude example. But it, it applies in many ways. You know, They don't allow us. The karmic norm. And who has made all this? 
it's not the divine again and again he is saying he is using the word inquisition of the priests of night the hostile forces the adverse forces they don't want us to go ahead they are allowed why they are allowed because by exercising with them we grow stronger and more capable of bearing that light that's the only purpose otherwise they have no business to exist Yes, yes, yes. So Not yes. So you may say that the resistance has also been created. That the highest wisdom. Why it is created? As we are saying, because by resistance we grow stronger and more capable of bearing it. Yes. Not testing. Preparing us. But ha. Huh, but yes. But practically, absolutely true. That even the darkness, as we have read, is the self-concealed light. and he has become that wearing a terrible mask but at the same time practically when we are navigating through life then we have to identify with the with divine the light and the beauty and not divine the terror and the mask that's forever practical yeah yeah it's it's like this that you know both it's the whole thing is one and uh, let's let's see the mahabharata war the the highest wisdom is what barbaric says at the end that i saw krishna on both sides mm. but when we have to make a choice we can't say so it doesn't matter i choose krishna who is on the side of pandavas and not krishna who is on duryodhana krishna on the side of duryodhana is there to destroy that whole thing which is also krishna that is the grand vision so in practical life we need it in our navigation through life but the highest wisdom and that is always good to keep it in the background so that no mask can terrify us that even in the worst situation we know that god is hiding behind so but also i am only a drop of the bigger ocean and i am being prepared who's preparing me then i am preparing myself in the highest wisdom the ocean is who am i I am the ocean. I am the ocean, and I am the drop. And I, the ocean, if we want to use it in a, you know, in the way of knowledge, I am the ocean who is preparing. I, the drop, for this. And let me give an example. Say, let's imagine this is hundred kilogram, and I want to develop these muscles. So I make make lift myself slowly, slowly from twenty. If I lift straight away hundred. it will rupture a day will come when i can lift 100 and my muscles have developed they have got strength now there are different perspectives if you ask me what is this hand this is also me if you ask the hand if it does not have the consciousness of the totality it will say i don't know some cruel torturer sitting out there is making me do this exercise god knows for what it is so painful so but i am simultaneously the self which chooses and i am also the hand which is lifting up the weight i am also the strength which develops which is already there within me it's not something coming from outside all the possibility of the strength was within me and i am also the labor and the struggle so this is how that's the integral vision we'll uh, since you have touched upon that it's very good this is the way to proceed so we will just read this great truth which shobindo reveals in the secret knowledge this on page 
this play we are reading between soul and nature you know we just read limitless soul and limited nature so shubindo brings it out very beautifully it's on page 60 and runs through many pages so we'll just read little by little all here where each thing seems its lonely self are figures of the soul transcendent one the finger thinks it's alone then it gets a companion then it has a family then it discovers a crowd <laughs> but it never was alone it never was alone so its maximum idea is of a fist <coughs> but it doesn't know there is so much more the whole hand is a projection of that vastness <coughs> so to somebody who can see you will say this finger its importance is based on who's when shri krishna you know uses a finger sudarshan chakradari so its significance comes from who is the person whose finger it is so th- this looks separate but it is figure of the one and if you see even the human body each part of the human body reflects something of the some aspect or power of the divine actually of the divine and everything in creation reflects some power or aspect of the divine but if you say can by adding everything we can find the divine no because there is something which will always remain exceed that's what the gita's aap log padh rahe na that vibhuti yog kahani sab he is the essence in everything he is also the special quality in everything so he is the swiftness of the snake he is the strength of the lion he is the deer who runs away and escapes manages to so he is both So if you see the lion or the tiger chasing the deer you will see the divine chasing the divine but following from this why then yes that we will come to that is a question that is the question so here we will come to that that's that's a very good question uh, the simplest question can be that each each part of this multiplicity becomes equally conscious of its own divinity it enhances the delight many many fold it's a play of delight originally let's say when i am playing alone or a or let's take a more practical example uh, again or all examples are a little crude reflections let's say that you have a child now having a child is a big problem everybody knows it all i'm sure mothers know it it's a big issue isn't it uh, right from the time of conception till forever hai na anjali ji wo kabhi settle hota nahi hai nahi hota but ask any child uh, mother yeah. is they having huh still there or... still uh, that's what i'm saying but ask them is it a happy event in your life what will you say very happy yeah why did i want it because there is something which comes through all that struggle and difficulty which you couldn't have had without that child and what is that it is love right. from your heart it is the multiplication of delight multiplication of delight isn't it so it's a crude example i am by no means saying that you know people should have child no now we are living in a different age new consciousness so we must extend ourselves now you can take it in the new way when we are alone we enjoy things and it's good but when we are in a company there is another kind of joy now imagine that we become impersonal and vast 
where we are no more cut off from anybody in creation two people are going together and they are enjoying a scenery more if they are in harmony with each other now there is a possibility that this alone person can become so vast that everybody's joy in a particular place one is able to capture and take delight in it so the joy becomes multiplied many times so it is the delight which is multiplying itself and multiplying itself and multiplying itself difficulties challenges it knows that they will come and they will only end up enhancing it like the mother knows eventually the joy of the child is much more than the labor pains and all the pains that that are going to follow <laughs> throughout life isn't it so this this is the crudest example but we'll come in savitri i think in the beginning we we read to this mystery we came here a playmate in the mighty mother's game one came upon the dubious whirling globe to hide from her pursuit in force and form so now this is a game going on game of games you know the first game hide and seek so nature builds a form and it informs it with a force and the divine says okay i'll hide there in it why does he hide what kind of a game is this now nature in the process of seeking grows so what are we seeking in life we are seeking the divine but unconsciously that's called unconscious subconscious yoga say when you love somebody you expect the person to be loving caring understanding and god knows what all so mother says it means you want a personal divine because only he can be but then you tell a child this child is not ready he must go through this experience then when he is all matured and ready then he values the divine values in the sense he knows okay this is part of the play so this is the and he is ready to receive that divine love otherwise he will not be ready for that so he is hiding and she has built the form and force and now she is seeking where are you i know you are out here somewhere a secret spirit in the inconscient sleep a shapeless energy a voiceless word he was there he was here before the elements could emerge even before anything the first you know panch mahabhut even you forget matter even before they have emerged the divine is here hidden in the darkness before there was light of mind or life could breathe accomplish of her cosmic huge pretense his semblances he turns to real shapes you know this is very beautiful how does he do it you have a murti of krishna okay image of krishna so you pray and you worship with your heart then after some time the difference is no more there between the murti and krishna you connect with krishna through the image and the image responds to you as a real living being so you may say it is not krishna you may say it is krishna depending upon the perspective so similarly his semblance it's a semblance somebody may say it's a semblance it's not real krishna that's what udhav goes to tell the gopis no krishna you don't know he is nirvikar parbrahman he says well maybe but that's krishna for us 
and Udo comes back chastened. Particularly when Radha says, well, I am Krishna. I, you know, where is the difference? So, you see this, um, it's a semblance. All, everything in. But it is informed by the divine presence. And because he has chosen to inhabit it, it becomes real. Look at the beauty of it. So, every one of us is in a way, miniature divinity or a divinity in the making. And that is the original purpose. Ekoham Bahushyami. Every element should become divine. Not just realize the divine, become divine. That is the stress. And makes the symbol equal with the truth. You know, this image of Krishna we were mentioning. He gives to his timeless thoughts a form in time. He is the substance, he the self of things. Then some lines below, it's really powerful. He is the maker and the world he made. This is Shurabindu's Advaita if you want to put it. He is the maker and the world he made. This too has come from him. That's why we should not run away from world. That's why we should work here to change it into its image of divinity. That is the work we have undertaken. So ultimately, it is to make each particle of dust conscious of its divinity. If you look at it, oh my God, it's such a huge project. If you look at it from another point, we chose it. What a wonderful project. After all, we should do something worthy, isn't it? It's so wonderful. Every grain of... And people do it. See, at a material level, you see how... You know, what after all is a computer chip. It's made of the same material of which dust is made. How somebody has found the possibility of manipulating the chemicals and making them conduct such... Uh, absolutely, it's unimaginable. <coughs> If science can do it with its little apparatus, how much more human beings can do it? This dust can become divine because in principle it is divine. We are used to calling it dust. Yes, but let's not deray or decry a dust. Bhagwan ke charno mein jo dust hoti hai, usko dhul nahi kehte, usko charan dhuli kehte. It should become that. He is the vision and he is the seer. He is himself the actor and the act. He is himself the knower and the known. He is himself the dreamer and the dream. There are two who are one and play in many worlds. Ishwara, Shakti, Brahman, Maya, Purusha, Prakriti. They are two. For the sake of play. How can you play alone? <laughs> but they are one actually. For the sake of the play they have become two. And what is this play? Countless forms. Which he inhabits and then he searches. Now you may ask. They are playing. Sir we are suffering. <laughs> the answer to this is. As long as I am identified with. This little movement. In ignorance, I suffer. The moment I realize I am the player, because there is none else but he, then I don't suffer, I play the game. It's it's amazing. It's like, you know, imagine you wake up in the morning and you realize your child has gone away. So, oh my God, where has he gone away? Then suddenly the child says, Mama, you get a phone, Mama, I couldn't inform you, but I had a you know call and I have a 
job offer <laughs> i should take the night flight and i have gone there don't worry i am right now landed in florida oh you didn't tell me mama is distributing sweets isn't it so we have to look at things with that axis because we are ignorant of who we really are we suffer this is the fundamental principle here yes even the body the day it becomes conscious of its divinity absolutely true see there are two ways we can overcome physical suffering one is the essentially overcoming it that means we cut off from the physical and we don't suffer because we are not this body this is the traditional jnana yoga you are not this body so you are away from that and by practice you can learn to detach yourself sufficiently as not to suffer another is by superimposing a higher law which we spoke about on the body so it is not body's dharma which has changed but you have superimposed a higher law and because of that like you are in trance somebody cuts you you don't suffer because there is a higher law which Basically is operating you cut yourself cut yourself or bring in peace calm and therefore the impact of the suffering is much less but even here you have not changed the law but changing the law would mean something like that movie bulletproof monk so if a bullet enters and touches you by its impact the whole body is plastic enough to absorb it and change it into something beautiful let's say a rose and puts it out now it may sound like fiction but that's how it should be that when anything which is after all if you look physical pain what is physical pain it's an impact of some force <coughs> of the world which is too intense and your body regards it as not self that's why it suffers supposing there is one self which the body has become aware of so whatever enters into it it just automatically transmutes it it's take another example if somebody hits you from behind and you say you know you feel what is it and you turn back and you see your dearest friend what's your reaction if you slap yourself with your own hand you don't suffer so sim- something similar happens that when the body not not the inner consciousness lives in that state of oneness and shubhendra uses the word even the body shall remember god then there is no more suffering but that's the whole process for which the divine mother because it's not easy to do it so the divine mother takes a human body to resolve this problem because matter here must change all right in fact we can come to that now back to the issue where we just read about the jail and the the wheel of nature but what it really is page 20 somebody may say that well all this is fine but aisa hota nahi hai heart follows its own law lungs follow its own law you cannot change the body ultimately it all boils down to this so in the issue shobindo ends up with these lines all now seems nature's mast machinery this what we have also read hidden inside force and form he is there but he is there like a inert presence page 20 an endless servitude to material rule exactly you know what you are saying that even if you are a yogi your body is cut or burnt you burn of course a great yogi can dissociate or impose a higher law is possible but it does not change the dharma of the body 
and long determinations rigid chain her firm and changeless habits aping law her empire of unconscious deft device and all the claim of man's free human will you know this is a whole empire and we have read long determinations rigid chain we cannot imagine we can tell you as a medical doctor you know a small pin prick it looks eye pain you know how many millions of nerves are involved with firing of signals and whole process and path and touching the brain it's a long determination rigid chain you just can't immediately say ki no no i won't you have felt the pain because of this reason and this argument is often used by people that well if god is there you still suffer then some people say it's maya but that's not the solution shobindu gives he says if it is maya it is the maya of the mayapati of the lord there is a reason why it is there exactly the reason so this material world is ultimate test of the divine omnipotence and omniscience so if people often say divine tests well i may say if he tests he tests himself <laughs> he tests no one else <laughs> and he takes a material body to test match so one one would say does he get defeated no he doesn't get defeated he cannot use that full omnipotence otherwise matter will break this is the big challenge supposing the divine says okay i am omnipotent what this material law will do to me so what will happen he the more he increases his glory inside material breakdown see that's what arjuna is shaken by that vision on the battlefield of kurukshetra he cannot bear even krishna's body beyond a point won't bear it so you have to keep it in the background so this is the big challenge and that's why the process is slow long painstaking and each one of us million bodied one are part of that great work so each one of us who allows the divine mother her force to act upon the body the more we open the body to that working the more we are helping in this divine project to which we are all tied since creation began but that comes later but here itself we can get the hint he too is a machine amid machines this is how you know nature tells us a piston brain pumps out the shapes of thought a beating heart cuts out emotions molds an insentient energy fabricates a soul if you look at from the materialist point of view it says well soul is nothing but some emotional effervescence or some neuronal clicking in the brain or the figure of the world reveals the signs of a tight chance repeating her old steps in circles around matter's binding pose see again and again he brings this is the real problem matter is encased ultimately <coughs> the problem comes back to matter <coughs> this is one example the voice can crack it's actually it is so true see singers when they go beyond a certain octave you must have heard about this famous song mohammad rafi ka in that movie beju bawra o duniya ke nahi wo to bahut acha hai ek aur hai o duniya ke rakhwale 
यू नो वेन ही गोज दैट हाई इज एक्चुअली लरिंजे कॉट सफर्ड इंजरी ही ब्लड इन साइड येस इज ए फैक्ट डॉक्यूमेंटेड फैक्ट यू इफ यू हियर दैट सॉन्ग इट इज गॉन टू इमेजिंग पिच probably he was moved by some human emotion you know duniya ke rakhwale sun dard bhare mere naale and toward the end he says come 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 and his vocal cords cracked because they cannot bear it this is the problem and so it has to be slow process so divine comes and he knows the whole process so he does it in his own regulated manner though he is omnipotent and omniscient still he must accept the law and change it to the point they can be changed he has to veil that omnipotence because if he comes out fully fine the whole world is annulled that's what mother says that divine love is the transforming power but if love were to manifest in all its glory the world would vanish so she says that's why certain preparation is needed that's how she puts it so you see this is the whole process going on and toward the end in this but wisdom comes and vision grows within then nature's instrument crowns himself her king right now you know the soul is just driven wherever nature takes it then it says no i am the master i have grown up now all the ministers it says i when i was a child you were governing the kingdom now it's my turn i take over the empire he feels his witnessing self and conscious power his soul steps back and sees the light supreme a godhead stands behind the brute machine so this is the work of works the biggest challenge this truth broken in a triumph of fire savitri has suddenly become conscious of this great truth a victory was won for god in man the deity revealed its hidden face the great world mother now in her arose a living choice reversed fates cold dead turn this is the choice not just positive thinking and wishful thinking that i ah, it shouldn't happen like this because there are books like that oh i am thinking positive but my cancer still remains <laughs> something else and how to contact that that also is given on page 20 a small um, passage several places we'll find it in fact uh, from page 19 because it's very powerful it brings in the uh, if i may use a very inadequate word character and temperament of savitri divine mother when she takes a human what is that one quality needed for yoga people often erroneously think intellect people ask shervindo your mighty intellect must have helped you he said no it was my resolute will same with mother mother says that it was i owe this to my physical mother and father resolute will her father was so determined that and so strong that with one thump of his hand he could make a horse buckle on the knees such resolute iron will in fact mother said ji my mother had an iron will 
if she decided to do something she'll do it so this resolute will something we are not taught since childhood you know the power to say no or the power to say yes and to stick to it how difficult it is so we have here in her own self she found her high recourse so when we you know go through crisis and problems within us is the strength <coughs> she matched with the iron law her sovereign right what is our right birth right her single will opposed to the cosmic rule it is our birth right no force of fate can rule us because after all deep within we are the lord we have forgotten it <laughs> so we have the right to say hold on mother gives this example of queen elizabeth one who was one of her own incarnations vibhutis she says when she was on deathbed and all the farmers came and you know they were they were seeking bread and they had a problem and all the ministers are telling her they have come don't worry you don't get up you rest if you get up and listen to them you will die you know what she says she says but death can wait gets up and goes and we have a similar thing in urdu in uh, iqbal shairi khudi ko kar buland itna ki har taqdeer ke pehle khuda bande se khud puche bata teri jaza kya it's written in a moment of inspiration but it's true that man is not born to suffer and succumb we are not a plaything or a chattel here is the line a chattel and a plaything of times lords we are not that we have just chosen to become that so we have to find this strength and this is ignorance this is the field of death which doesn't make us which makes us forget who we really are to stay the wheels of doom this greatness rose and look you know what is the what we should what is the preparation what is the capacity needed at the unseen's knock upon her hidden gates her strength made greater by the lightning's touch you know when somebody knocks at the gate who is terrifying some people say oh my god my end has come and others say ah i have my chance of a lifetime you must have read the story of arjun ketripal you know this man in 1965 battle fighting on the western front there were number of enemy tanks i think uh, if i am not mistaken about 25 or more than that and there were just three tanks of india no chance and then few more were destroyed and then ultimately it was this man alone against some 20 tanks and he was given the order by the commander come back quit the battlefield he says no sir i have not come here to quit he destroys and a point comes when he literally took grenades in his body and you know on his hands and started putting inside the tank they had never imagined all the tanks were destroyed it's a documented yes they just couldn't advance this one man and he died eventually you know he was given posthumous one of the youngest recipients of the highest military honors at the age of 21 now what came in upon him or in shobindos we see baji prabhu what comes upon such moments 
unseen. These, this is the metal of which we should be made. What does it matter? Life and death are passing things. They will come and go. So at the unseen's knock, her strength made greater by the lightning's touch. This is the metal of which we should be made. Awoke from slumber in her heart's recess. It bore the stroke of that which kills and saves. There are no two. The same mother Gauri who saves us becomes Kali. What does she slay? The ego and all its fears. What does she save? The spirit, the soul within. And then in the end, so what we should do, how to get that strength? Strength is inside me, but how to get it? A magic leverage suddenly is caught in moments of crisis. And this, this is in our soul. It's not in our mind, in life, in body. It's in our soul. That moves the veiled, ineffable, timeless will. A prayer, a master act, a king idea can link man's strength to a transcendent force. Then miracle is made the common role. A prayer, Draupadi. Can you imagine that one prayer has a power that the sabha full of warriors, heroes, they are helpless before this woman's prayer. Transcendent force. A prayer, a master act. Look at Buddha. Suddenly, one day he is overtaken by a great wave of emotion. Leaves behind the family, leaves behind the kingdom, walks into the forest. Master act. A king idea. What is a king idea? Ah, this must be transformed so that the divine can reside in a fit body. You know, it, it must become truly the temple of the Lord. It is a temple, but a temple which is all in shambles. Master, a king idea. It can link man's strength to a transcendent force. Then miracle is made the common rule. One mighty deed can change the course of things. A lonely thought becomes omnipotent. Just this thought to be overtaken with this enthusiasm of this great discovery, of this wonderful work, of this future which Shurabindu brings to us can become the catalyst for connecting us to the transcendent. And at the end, just I will read one more passage. It's on page 76. You know, we spoke about limiting nature and limitless soul. So something similar, Ashupati also experiences in nature. What is the real problem? So this is the problem. See how well they have understood. Yeah, 76. He has gone through all the ranges of experiences and realization given in traditional yoga. Now he states this is the problem. And there is an immense will which seizes his heart. It's You can say when Sri came to Pondicherry. He already had all the realizations of previous yogas. Rarest of rare. Why has he come now to Pondicherry? To do what? He could have become another Sadhu Baba, high jet flying Swamiji. <laughs> And at least he was genuine. <laughs> he is genuine. But he doesn't do that. He says, no, there is something more. Something that is not yet done. 
what is not yet done this yadavinda brings it and savitri is about that what is not yet done we have experience of the divine we have realizations very beautiful things and uh, scriptures and wonderful mantras and everything what is not yet done that is what we should focus on a will a hope immense now seized his heart and to discern the superhuman's form he raised his eyes to unseen spiritual heights aspiring to bring down a greater world you know now he wants that world which he has glimpsed you know we talked spoke about the vedic rishis they glimpsed the mighty world now he says ah why is it there we should have it here why should it be that you have to go to america as a dream destination why not make in india <laughs> this is now this impulse which is seizing his heart the glory he had glimpsed must be his home a brighter heavenlier sun must soon illume this dusk room with its dark internal stare and then few lines below the ideal must be nature's common truth you know what is we say divine is everywhere why we have to struggle so much <laughs> if he is everywhere why is it not a natural experience isn't it this is a valid question this is the reason problem is in the matter it doesn't allow it is such a dark thick lens we are blindfolded plato put it like that no we are in a prison with uh, our head which is almost stapled and we are blindfolded or we are just glued to some uh, images shadows and we think that is the only truth whereas outside the cave there is so much more so this is the real problem it's not that we have to realize the divine because we are that the problem is if here we have to experience divinity naturally because that is the common truth then matter must change otherwise we have to be content with inner withdrawal and bhaj govindam bhaj govindam there is no other i mean it's it's very nice i love it but ultimately it is it is inside ultimately it is on some heights of the self it's not here i should breathe the divine i should see the divine i should touch the divine in every touch i should not be touching the table i should not be smelling something else i should be smelling his fragrance i should be tasting the divine isn't it that is ultimately also the culmination of bhakti yoga in its highest sense my body should feel the embrace of the divine so the body illumined with the indwelling god the heart and mind feel one with all that is <laughs> it should feel one with that it doesn't a conscious soul live in a conscious world and so he experiences this tremendous truth and as he goes up in this journey ashpati he has seen it and he wants it now that ideal world and he begins to experience something very powerful with that we'll stop page 81 we were repeatedly saying it's so difficult it's a tremendous power we should not just take it lightly you know touch of the mother people are in a hurry to convert no the divine mother chooses whom she will reveal it's not like you know convincing anybody if we are unprepared the fuse will blow off <laughs> so 
when the time comes it will happen as does it rose ashapati is now taking the ascension which great yogis have taken to meet him bare and pure a strong descent leap down you know morning you were speaking of descent a strong descent leap down what is this descent you will see now here the image of krishna and kali if you see very closely a might a flame a beauty half visible with deathless eyes a violent ecstasy a sweetness dire who is this krishna is the sweetness in the kali is the violent ecstasy she is violent ruthless in her mood but what an ecstasy to the bhakta mother you have come slay me mother i am waiting for this moment liberate me krishna sweetness but what is sweetness terrible on the battlefield of kurukshetra a violent ecstasy a sweetness dire this yogendra can do it you know masterly magic without using the terms he will bring the image enveloped him with its stupendous limbs and permeated and penetrated nerve and heart and brain that thrilled and fainted with the epiphany you know people say i want to see god seeing god is a distance they say i want to have vision the last who had was arjuna and he fainted almost <laughs> we have to become one with god it's not enough to see darshan is a far off and now he is experiencing that intimacy it's no more seeing there that we can imagine that divinity of you know vishwarupa of krishna and much more that he was hiding he did not show that because he came projecting that kalosmi bhavo that part all that is now penetrating his nerve and cell that thrilled and fainted with the epiphany his nature shuddered in the unknown's grasp in a moment shorter than death longer than time what is that moment which is shorter than death and yet it seems longer than time the touch of the eternal by a power more ruthless than love happier than heaven ruthless more ruthless than love can love be ruthless and shrivana is not only saying yes he is saying more ruthless krishna's love can be very ruthless look what happened to meera jo me aiso janati preet kiye dukh hoye nagar dhindora peetti preet na ki jab he is all love taken sovereignly into eternal arms hailed and coerced by a stark absolute bliss anand mein in a whirlwind circuit of delight and force hurried into unimaginable depths up borne into immeasurable heights it was torn out from its mortality and underwent a new and boneless change this what the descenders an omniscient knowing without sight or thought you know it because you are that an omni an indecipherable omnipotence is it omnipotent looks like a ordinary being with a ordinary monflesh no whatever is needed is done a mystic form that could contain the worlds yet make one human breast its passionate shrine drew him out of his seeking loneliness into the magnitudes of god's embrace this is what shrivindu wants to give to us 
when he experienced this, when Ashwapati experienced this, Shivanu said, this is the solution. This is how matter can be transformed. But he says, not for myself, for the soul creations. From there, the yoga changed. From there, his whole yoga is turned towards calling the Divine Mother out of the infinite hush in which she lies. And that's what he was doing at Pondicherry. And when the Divine Mother comes, he says, now this part is complete. So we will continue further. Mm. <laughs> so, I, I know, I also don't want to, I wish.